Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to TTM Sports. This is Boxing Monthly. I'm David Hancock. Uh, my name's James Harrison. And we're going to discuss the issues that have been going on in boxing within the last month. So, how you doing, James? You all right? I'm very well, thank you very much indeed. Yeah, I'm very, very well. So, uh, let's start in the UK, because obviously we are transmitting from the uk let's start from the DAZN fight camp cards we're on the third week now uh what have you made of the last two weeks of uh boxing action i think it's been good i don't think it's been as good as um as last year's fight camp if if i'm honest with you in lockdown and uh the big fights there but to be it's it's been okay it's been okay i haven't been typically blown away with anything i think the big news for me is obviously the liam smith and fowler uh you know press conference which no doubt we'll touch on later but fight camp's just been okay for me personally i mean yeah is there any fights of uh particular that have um come out to you at all and you thought that was a good fight no if i'm being honest (laughs) i know but for me, I mean, um, no doubt you'll you'll reel a couple off. But normally for me, I'm I'm on that and going. Yeah, I really enjoyed that fight. But to be honest with you, um, no, I think boxing for me has been everything. Just seems like it's not happening, and and it's quiet. It's really really quiet in the boxing scene. Um, convince me I'm wrong. Um, I don't know. Do you know what the the first fight card obviously was going to have Conor Ben Conor going out of it. Um, I think was yeah. a huge blow. Yeah. But then um, I still think the fight at the end, um, uh, is it? I can't remember his name, Lee. Right. Uh, when he won the uh, title was a good fight. Um, yeah. I'd also say, I think I preferred the, this Saturday we've just had uh, a lot of heavyweights, they, you know, they always market it that it is a a tough fight. I didn't really think any of them were going to be. That's what I'm saying. Fights. That that's what I'm saying because we know they're the trying game. to 
you, you know, for, for a casual, it's big. For us, run of the mill. And 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 the problem is, I think there's always that scaredness. Um, obviously, Frank Warren did it. He put Joe Joyce versus uh, Daniel Dubai, which not a lot of people would have done because they like to build them up and basically never have them fight because they're on the same platform. And I really would love to see Fabio um, Wardley versus Alan Bibak, uh, Bibak, uh, Bibac. Yeah, the Croat. Yeah, the Croatian fight. Um, that would be a good fight. But I'll tell you I what would be an even better one would be Joe Joyce against Derek Chisora. Again, cross-promotion, which will obviously, you know, as we all know from our previous chats. He was there this week, though, weren't they? They were both there this weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a huge possibility of that. But I I don't know. What did you make of um, Joe Joyce's performance? I thought thought he was... That was Anthony Joshua uh, that was hitting him with those punches that Carlos Takam was hitting him with. I think he would have been in serious trouble. He's got a seriously good chin. He's got a Carl Froch steel chin. Everybody knows that. But, yeah. but Carlos Takam lost to the gatekeeper of the heavyweight division in Derek Chisora. Carlos Takam was floored by Joshua. Yeah, he got up and fought valiantly for points, but let's not forget Joshua had a broken nose in the third round. I thought he was poor, um, and I think his sheer talent and engine got him through. I don't think he was up for it as, let's say, he maybe should have been, because if he would have gone in there and complete, com- you know, completely... He doesn't really outbox people, Joyce. I think he more outworks people. And if he would have gone in there and outworked him and steamrolled him a bit more and sent out a bit of a message, it could have come across as a bit different. But I thought Carlos Takam's effort, application and commitment was great. I, I think he's earned himself another another fight. Not with uh, He could off with Joyce, but I, I think he's earned himself a, a, another top 10 shootout fight against maybe... Um, so, someone of the, you know, I would say an, an Usyk, but he's on to bigger and better things. I think a good fight against, uh, if if Dillian's not fighting anyone, um, I think that would be a good fight to make. Um, it's, Yeah, I mean... Or Ruiz. I, I thought he... I thought it was awful. I just thought it was awful. I know that they, you know, this is what a lot of um, some boxers do, but my idea is when you go into a boxing fight, you'll go in there to box. And the idea of boxing is you hit and you're not hit. Yeah. He obviously lost every round because he was getting outboxed by Takam. Yeah, and then obviously the round before he steamrolled him. Come well, into it. As you, it, but, you said, yeah. what does it what what does it take when he goes against someone like Joshua? Say Joshua wins every round for four. Joshua, although sometimes he does gas He's been twelve What's rounds with do? Klitschko. He's been twelve rounds with Joseph Parker. He's been twelve rounds with. Carl but he gasses though, doesn't he? Come on. Well, he, he, towards. But the what end, does yes. what does Joe Joyce do when he keeps hitting hard? And at some point, Joshua is powerful. It's like Wilder. Wilder's an awful boxer, but and Wilder, I don't think Wilder would outbox Joe Joyce anyway. But it all it takes is that a really hard hit. And Joe Joyce, I just feel. The idea, yes, he got, yes, he won it, but mm-hmm. you're not supposed to get hit in boxing. No, like you said, it's the art of of uh, hitting and not getting hit. Floyd Mayweather's a perfect running example of that. But what I will say is this: on on, uh, I feel sorry for Joe Joyce. Um, you know, after beating Daniel Dubois, they're both supposed to be promoted by Queensbury. Well, it seems to me that it's just Daniel Dubois 
that was really promoted by Queensbury. He's the one who's got the WBA interim belt, probably the fifth champion that they've got at the moment, um, which is another debate altogether. Are there too many champions per uh, per organization oh, yeah. in the sport that we all love? The reality is this. Um, I, I would like to see, actually, I would really, really like to see a rematch between Daniel Dubois and Joe Joyce. Because if I, I, don't, I think Daniel Dubois has been... Um, He's the opposite of a victim. He's been the beneficiary of uh, being highly rated within his promotional stable and highly regarded by his broadcaster. Because let's be brutally honest, if Dillian White would have lost that fight on a matchroom card to Chisora, would he have been given a WBA interim title shot in the next fight? I don't think so. No, it's uh, it's all politics. Mm, yeah, it's absolutely. All politics. Yeah. Um, and it's all whether the deal's done. Like, there's very various uh, ring belts at the moment that uh, have no uh, holder of them at the moment. And That's all it true. takes is a phone call with the right money. Obviously, they get their percentage of it. And then this this championship becomes and a ring belt. The ring belt, um, my politics. dad always told me, David, my dad always told me the holder of the ring magazine belt is the man who beat the man. It's as simple as that. So if let's take the heavyweight division, for instance, it went to Mike Tyson. From Mike Tyson, it then went to Lennox Lewis. From Lennox Lewis, he retired. So then obviously he was the next undisputed champion. Then that yeah. was clearly Vladimir Klitschko. Who beat Klitschko? Fury. No one's beat Fury. Therefore, he's still the man. Do you know what I mean? He's still the the lineal that's what it is it's the lineal the ring magazine champion for me i think it's um becoming more more and more highly coveted i think per weight class you know someone can reel off for you now would be canelo for me would be the undisputed super middleweight or, or even middleweight or <laughs> the rate he's going like heavyweight uh ring magazine champion um in terms of the welterweight division also as well you'd argue and say well you know, Errol Spence Jr., for instance, um, could hold that belt. And you would also argue that the Scott in the light welterweight division, Josh Taylor, he is actually a, a ring magazine. So it's got to be the man who beat the man. And if you hold that belt, you are the man. It's almost a golden age of fighting. Any organization usually has one face, one one name, as Wilder says. He's right. He is right. As much one as the guy's deluded. He's right. And yeah. if you go to the UFC, there's one champion. The bit that I do like about having different organizations within a sport is that, for instance, you've got four or five top level elite fighters where imagine if Joshua is the only holder of the heavyweight championship belt. OK, so he fights Fury. OK, that's fine. But from there... What happens if Fury beats him, but there's a rematch? And then if Joshua beats him, there's another rematch. And then the belt is tied up for two or three years. In terms of UFC, you get beat, you're beat, and then you go back to the back of the queue. I, I, I think, you know, you look at the IBO. It's, is it relevant? Is it, is it a bona fide title? Uh, the, the, the WBC, I know we're going miles off topic from, from fight camp, but you look at the WBC, yeah. the best looking belt for me. You know, if you want the, if you're going to be a, a champion, you belt. want that belt, don't you? But do you know what I yeah. think is the most highly coveted belt is the WBA. It's the oldest belt in boxing. It's the oldest um, of the title belts, and that's the belt that you should really be targeting. But it doesn't get the prestige it deserves. Let's be brutally honest. The WBC is governed by by Jose Suleiman and his late father before him, and they're they're, they're handing them out like candy. Yeah, you know I. <laughs> I think the way it should be 
uh, with boxing. You become undisputed, and that is basically undisputed. So Josh Taylor now should take on um, Tiffim Lopez. Lopez, yeah, because he's got he's obviously there's this whole scenario that he's obviously got. The super suit item, the regular belt. Exactly what we're talking about. There's two minutes. The WBA heavyweight. Manuel Char is in recess. Joshua is the champion. Dubois interim. And and someone else has got the, uh, you know, uh, common championship. What is it? The normal. Do you know what I mean? And Joshua is super. It's ridiculous. You should just have one champion. Just stop it. Fair enough champion in recess. That's fair game if there's an injury. Do you know what I mean? You just need one belt per organization. And I yeah. think the goal of it should be you can once have an interim you become belt. undisputed, you vacate them bar one. That's, I think, the rule that should be. For instance, Katie Taylor, I know women boxing is massively different, but she's undisputed. She's been undisputed for a while now. So she, have, she should have to vacate all the belts except one. So they scatter all across the country. And then if she wants to become a two time undisputed champion, then that's a different set of cash. Uh, fish yeah. it's what happens with boxing usually and I think it's the goal that you become undisputed champion and then you vacate all the belts except one because mm. you don't want to pay all those sanction all those sanction fees anyway exactly. and then but the WBC the WBC as you said it is the most prestigious belt everybody wants it but it's the biggest crap organization there is it's in political at the moment. how does it how does it's, Leon White not get there's too many belts 4,000 days well, that's what I mean, because let's be honest, they had the Americans had a, uh, an American champion, Wilder, and they did not want him to fight anyone. Dylan White has a better resume oh, than Wilder will ever have. 100%. And this is the reality of what we're in. And I think, you know, we need to sort, you know, I don't know when it's going to be sorted out, but um, I'll, I'll change subject now because it's going to mm. make us too mad. It's going to okay. make us yeah. too mad, James. Um, so... Let's talk about the postponement of fights. Yes. We've had uh, Fury Wilder postponed due to COVID. Um, from what I gather, that was Fury's camp were taking no precautions. They were letting any man and dog in there. Joshua Fury was signed and then, well, not postponed, just completely disappeared. Uh, Connor Ben was fighting uh, Vargas. That's been postponed. I believe that's happened. Happening on be, yeah, no, uh, the Vargas. September he card. Um, he was fighting someone else. I can't remember the exact name. Maybe I should have done my research before I came on with you. I apologize. Um, yeah, no, he beat Vargas in round one, then he obliterated him. Um, to be honest with you, I think Eddie Hearn was cashing in on him there. I think he should have been pushed straight in with uh, someone more bona fide and legitimate, if I'm honest with you. Um, but uh, yeah, the postponing is bad at the moment. The And also uh, Manny Pacquiao. Versus uh, El Spencer has been yeah. cancelled today due to I a, think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think, um, I think with Errol Spence Jr. from what he's come back from with that massive car crash that he could have lost his life in, um, for me, uh, he would have took that fight, David. He would have took that fight against Pacquiao. And do you know what? I think he would have beat him. I think he could have beat Mayweather. I think Errol Spence Jr. is that good. He, you know, he was teetering against Kell Brooks round 7-8. And then when he put his foot on the gas... No stopping him. Um, you know, I think the fight between Conor Ben that will just get rescheduled. Fury and Wilder. I think it's genuine, actually, this time. Believe it or not, I think he uh, he had COVID. Uh, they'll reschedule that. He will beat Wilder, uh, and he will then you know the the circus will start again. The 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 killer fight 
we all know what the killer fight is. For those inside the yeah. game, we all know it is. It's at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. If he gets through it, Joshua, if he gets through it, he has to have an undisputed fight next. He has to. Because if he doesn't, it will never, ever happen, will it? I think he if beats he doesn't, Usyk. I, I think, think he he'll be him taken out. on Joe Joyce. Yeah, I, I think he knocks Usyk out. I, I do. I think he'll knock him out. I, don't, I think Usyk Ooh. has been unimpressive Ooh. at heavyweight. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not 100. I've said that before. Could get caught on this with the left. He podcast. does like to lose against smaller men, uh, like he did in the amateurs. He got knocked out by the uh, Eastern European, if you remember, overhand left in the corner of the ring, knocked out on his feet, basically. And we all know what happened against Ruiz Jr. Um, conspiracy theories could be another podcast or YouTube video all on its own. And um, I think he beats him. And if he beats him, does he get respect then? That's a very good question. Let's tackle the future fights that come in in the right. next month. Yeah, yeah. So we have got this week uh, Bugatsi's fighting. Bugatsi, yeah. Joshua uh, we've yeah. got Jake Paul is yeah. fighting. Uh, yeah. And Tommy Fury's on that card. And uh, Daniel Dubai's on that card. It's all set up, isn't it, for Jake Paul and Tommy Fury? Can Jake Paul beat... Tyson Woodley, though, what do you think about that? Uh, Woodley, Woodley's a good fighter, but he hasn't fought for a long time. Tyron Woodley was in the run-in to fight Conor McGregor a few years ago. You know, this guy is no joke. He's no joke at all. But it's boxing. And as we know, UFC venturing into boxing is just a different sport altogether. Don't be surprised if Tyron Woodley beats him comfortably. Um, but also don't be surprised if he takes a dive. That's really controversial. I don't know Tyron Woodley. I don't know if he would take a dive. He doesn't seem the sort. But is there a political and bigger agenda at play? Because I tell you now, if Jake Paul meets uh, Fury, Fury wins that fight easy. You reckon? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Even if he wasn't a professional boxer, he's a fighting man from a fighting family. Yeah, I just think um, I'm not 100%. If Jake Paul wins uh, against Woodley and then beats Fury, is Jake Paul a legitimate professional he has to be, um, doesn't he? You know what? I it's think, mad. and from what I've seen, I think Jake Paul possibly wins uh, due to the fact that, obviously, Jake Paul is a boxer. He keeps really tight. He keeps very in. And Tyson Woodley, he's known for being MMA. He swings wild. He hasn't. He's, <clears throat> he's, he's literally coming off four losses but in if UFC. Catches, if he catches that Jake Paul in the right place. If he catches, but Jake Paul number. is obviously fighting. In a in a boxer stance, mm. so Jake Paul should be protected. Obviously, people can't see in this podcast, but I'm putting my arms up. I think but we he... should watch that live, David. I think we should plan to watch it live and the bloody thing. Do you know, not the actual fight, obviously, due to copyright purposes and uh, legal implications, but we could stream a watch along, and I think that would be quite cool. All three viewers oh, at can... four a.m. Daniel Dubai is obviously going to win because I don't know who he's fighting yet, and I don't think well, anybody that's a good does know who's man, fighting. Eh? You'll fight a dustbin man, won't he? A rollover. Yeah. And Tyson Fury, uh, Tommy Fury will obviously fight a dustbin man as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but he did. He was fighting a dustbin man last time and did absolutely awful uh, mm. on it. It was the worst fight I've ever seen in my life. I don't know what Tyson... Uh, Di Tyson? Sorry, Tyson Fury. I don't know what Tommy Fury was doing. Uh, Bugatsi, does he win against Belotnik? Where is Belotnik ranked? 
let me find out. Yeah, I'll talk about a bit of Joshua Boazzi while we find it out. Joshua Boazzi, his last fight was a devastating knockout of the French, uh, the French super middleweight, I believe. He's super middleweight, isn't he, Joshua Boazzi? Yeah, um, yeah it, the, the knockout was frightening. Uh, immediately, Joshua Boazzi went down onto his knees to check the fighter was okay. <laughs> I think he had a big gut check, if you remember the fight before that, for the first time in his career. He came through the gut check. Joshua Boazzi has got world champion stardust sprinkled all over him. I think he's world class. I think he's, do you know what? I think he's absolutely outstanding. Um, I think um, wherever this guy's, I'd be interested to know this guy's ranking because if we can find out his ranking, and it may determine, you know, my my opinion. Because obviously Joshua Boazzi, I think he holds a, an interim belt, doesn't he, or something like that. So well, Joshua ba- Joshua Boazzi is ranked number two in the UK and in the world. He's ranked as number twelve. Mm. The opponent that he's take, taken on Blotnik, Blot. Mm. Blotnik yeah. is ranked as number 11. And what governing body is that, or is it just gen- general general class? Just general world ranking on box yeah. rec. So that, that's, and know, he's that's coming hard. off of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight wins, But uh, and the last fight was a TKO, um, and he's from Latvia. I'll be interested to watch that fight. Um, you know, uh, Joshua Boazzi, mark my words, I think he'll go on and win a world championship. He's got the Nike deal as well. He's got good promotion. He's a uh, part of uh, Joshua's two five zero, you know, two five six or two five two two five zero management, whatever it is. Um, so Joshua promotes him. He's also got Eddie Hearn as a, as his in house fighting promoter too. So he's managed by Joshua's team, two five eight management, and he's um, also promoted by Eddie Hearn. You know, he's got DAZN, so there's now an avenue to fight all over the world um, on different broadcasters and you know different DAZN broadcasters. I think the sky's the limit for this guy. I think he'll... Uh, now I know the other guy's ranked 11th. Yes, he's got a good record. Is it padded is the question. So uh, for me, Joshua Boazzi, I'm really, really looking forward to watching him. We've got quite an exciting month coming up with boxing. It's been very quiet, I think, the last few weeks. Yes, we've had fight camp, but as I said to you before, I've been quite bored with it, if I'm honest, and uh, I haven't really watched much at all. It's two quid, though, and it's been just wetting people's appetite mm. uh, obviously we don't know what the price is going to go up to yet which i'm i'm assuming they're going to tell us sort of probably next week after everyone's yeah. been happy that they've uh, watched boxing this week um manny pacquiao is obviously going to be t- pardon you've got nothing with uh, sky sports and top rank has there even been a top rank show yet on sky there sports? is i believe top ranks on this saturday mm. um my friend who i was speaking to about uh, literally said, I said, who's fighting Saturday? He said, I don't know, some foreign boxer. And that was as much as he knew. And I said, well, that's like most of the top ranks. Uh, um, uh, Roster. Boxers. Uh, yeah, nobody, not really anything uh, fantastic. Uh, yeah. Devin Haney's obviously signed a new fight, I believe. I'm not, can't quite remember who it is. Devin Haney's he's on his own. He got rocked in his last fight that division there is outstanding because you've got Javonta Davis you've got Teofimo Lopez Lomachenko you've got Devin Haney you've got uh, Josh, yeah Josh Taylor um, uh, you can can go to that level um, that is an outstanding uh, division and that's one to really keep an eye on but he beat George Linares in his last fight Devin Haney and if you watch the highlights back on YouTube um, he caught Haney in the 10th or 11th and his legs wobbled and he staggered back to the corner and then staggered him later as well but Devin Haney's class I think he's so smooth oh that's it Tank is in that division as well 
Um, yeah. yeah, so that's a red, red hot division, and they've all got a title, I think, as well. So some real. Yeah, the only problem is, is they don't they they're not fighting each other, and that is the most annoying yeah, part. Of it. Again, are scared. Yeah. Politics could be killing Politics, boxing. It's so frustrating. Um, just to end this yeah. cast, uh, this podcast. Yeah. Um, what are you? We're going to talk about. I want to talk about boxers' sons that mm. are taking part of the sport. Are they being pushed too quick? Are no. they being pushed in the main event too much? I think in not? terms of do you think sport, I think there's an element of a bit of push in there. That's my personal opinion. I I've never been in the camp. I don't know them personally. So how can I possibly comment on whether he's being pushed too much? Because I think I need to be there. But from the outside looking in, there's just something that says he's not... He's not Ricky, but he's not going to be Ricky. He's a different fighter and he deserves respect. But when you look at Chris Eubank Jr. and you look at Conor Ben, you know, they are... Chris Eubank Jr., I think he's, he might have just missed the boat due to... He just couldn't sort the broadcast deal out and the promotional deal. It was so much chopping, changing, training in now. If you'd have had someone bona fide and stable from the offset, if he was just continued to be promoted by Matchroom, for instance, he could have had a world championship by now, a proper one. And in terms of Conor Ben, he looks more, he looks terrifying. Um, he, he, he can box long for 12 rounds and look good. He can go in there and completely self-destruct someone, but he has been down. But his dad was down, so he's obviously inherited his chin. Conor Ben's the most exciting one for me, uh, followed by Chris Eubank Jr., both British. And then uh, obviously Campbell Hatton from there. But he's very young in his career, Campbell Hatton. It would be really, as I said, disrespectful for me to say, is he being pushed too much? Because I don't know uh, the ins and outs of it. But from the outside looking in, I don't think he's got off to the explosive start that the other two did. However, so much time to change that. He's not done anything wrong on all of his fights, hasn't he? So you can't really argue with a 100% win record. The, the problem is, um, and I will say the same, Tommy Fury had put into that category as well because mm. he, he's not a fight, a fight somebody, it's relatives. Well, he's same as the other Fury, Fury. champion, mm. and obviously Huey. Um, the problem is, is I think they want to push him. The, the boxing promoters are very happy. They want a main event star and they want these fighters on. But I think the reality is, I think you have to make your bones. Gangsters have to do it. And we, you have to do it when you go to work. You start at the bottom and you work your way up. And I think putting them yeah, sure. on a, what they were trying to say is a pay-per-view card, Hatton shouldn't be there. And it's nothing on him. He can, he can be the best boxer in the world. But I think you have to start on the sort of given a six o'clock fight. Pardon? You think he's been given a, let's say, a pass, a ticket? Yeah, and I think fight. for him, it's too much pressure. I think if you're doing, say a six o'clock fight or a five o'clock fight right you are on tv or youtube yeah but there's not so much crowd and you're warming up oh, of and course. you earn that slowly yeah because yeah. sometimes you ain't got the killer like connor ben is a killer he and i mean good. he's he's a pay-per-view star now i think you know he wanted to be out you know he wanted to be out at fight camp yeah there's no shoulda woulda coulda yeah. hide me and I'll, I'll just pass this and go to somewhere down that he wanted to knock someone out um you know absolutely i think um it'd be the right time now to let the listeners know about our uh, ambitious plans for the future really for boxing on ttm sports david hancock over to you um yeah basically we're going to be doing a uh well i'm going to be doing a boxing monthly yeah. show yeah uh hope, hopefully we're hoping to expand um boxing monthly to do interviews with uh boxers and we're going to try and set more of a base plan to every episode of this podcast. 
yeah. and a bit more of a template to follow rather than the way we do it is a bit woo at Mish-mash, the moment. Yeah. So, um, from us on sports, David, um, since we've been doing the Boxing Monthly, and I want the listeners to listen to this, all seven of them, I, I, I think as far as I'm concerned... Um, the 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 enthusiasm you show is infectious, but I'm not going to sit here and and kiss your ass. I'm just going to say it as it is. At the end of the day, David um has been in the background. I would say with TTM in conversations of us consistently over the past year in the background, advising us and helping us to grow. And I think the time is right that David um alongside his other YouTube channel, I Am Average Dave, where he talks about um let's say, real-life issues within the political domain and, and events that have happened in, in, in the world. In terms of sport, uh, boxing knowledge is outstanding, and David is going to be given his own show, and it's going to be called TTM Sports Boxing with David Hancock. And as as far as I'm concerned, catch him on YouTube and, and the podcast as well, a lot more promo and PR to come. But we're absolutely over the moon that we've you know agreed in principle to, to, to get it done, and we'll cross the you know, we don't have to sign anything but we'll cross the t's and dot the i's as it were and in inverted commas to to get something rolling and um um david we're, we're over the moon um so look forward to watching this channel with you know he's got access to the ttm pool of contacts now um and and look out for boxers appearing on the show which we think is uh fantastic um and long may long may growth continue brilliant well that's a great end to the episode and hopefully the next time we listen to this episode i will have the structure in place um my name is david hancock and um, my name is james harrison and you've been listening to ttm boxing monthly thank you for listening and please click subscribe Network.